you have questions about living with diabetes in South Africa, who doesn't? Welcome to Diabetic South Africans. I'm Bridget McNulty, and today we're going to be answering your questions to help you live a healthy, happy life with diabetes. This podcast is brought to you by Abbott Freestyle Libra. First, a disclaimer. I'm not a medical expert. Please discuss any changes you want to make to your diabetes treatment with your doctor. So you've just been diagnosed with diabetes. Welcome to the club. I'm so sorry you're here. 14 years after being diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, I can assure you that it's possible to live a perfectly normal, healthy, happy life. There's nothing diabetes has stopped me from doing. Literally nothing. I've traveled all over the world, way off the beaten track. I've done multi-day hikes. I've walked 500 Ks of the Camino de Santiago in Spain. I've scuba dived in some amazing locations, successfully birthed two healthy children, and I live a full, healthy life every day. But when you're first diagnosed, it doesn't feel like that, does it? I was 25 when I was diagnosed with diabetes. I had just moved to Cape Town from Durban, just published my first novel, Strange Nervous Laughter. I just left home for the first time and started my first real job. I was a features writer at Real Simple Magazine. I was loving life. So much excitement, so much newness, such adventure. And somehow, no matter what I ate, I kept losing weight. I thought I'd hit the jackpot. Until I started getting really tired, weirdly tired. And the weight loss carried on, no matter what I ate. And my head felt really fuzzy. I couldn't think straight. And I was wildly emotional, snapping at people close to me one minute and floods of tears the next. I was constantly hungry, constantly thirsty, waking up in the middle of the night to pee. My eyes felt funny and blurry. I mean, you know the symptoms. I had all the classic diabetes symptoms, only I didn't know what they were. By the time I was finally diagnosed, I was rushed to ICU and stayed there for five days. I was apparently three days away from a diabetic coma, and my blood sugar was so high the meter couldn't read it. It just said, hi. This is why I'm so passionate about people knowing the symptoms of diabetes, so that they can recognize them without getting so sick. The trouble is, even once you have a diagnosis, you don't feel better right away. Or at least I didn't. I was still starving, only now I wasn't allowed eating whatever I wanted. I was still exhausted. I didn't think I'd ever get my energy back. My eyes were so blurry, I couldn't see properly for two weeks. Apparently, what had happened was I was so dehydrated that the shape of my eyeballs had changed and needed to return to normal. How insane is the body? And then on top of all this, I was overwhelmed. So totally and profoundly overwhelmed. There was so much information, so many new rules. I was learning to use an insulin pen and a glucometer and trying to figure out what the numbers meant and how to make them work better. It was all too much. I know that when you're first diagnosed, you are drowning in information. Today, we're going to build a life raft out of only the most important essentials. As you can tell, diabetes is a fascinating condition that you will be able to learn from your whole life. But for now, there are a couple of essentials you need to know, and nothing more. Here they are. Ready? The first thing to do is take a deep breath. In and out. It is going to be okay. I know it might not feel like that right now, but I promise it is going to be okay. There are three steps to figuring out diabetes when you're just diagnosed. Step one, understand diabetes. Step two, learn how to manage diabetes. And step three, 
know who to ask for help. Let's start with understanding diabetes. You don't have to get particularly complicated or in-depth here, but the more you understand about it, the more sense it will make and the easier it will be to live with. This is just broad strokes. We don't need to get a medical degree at this stage, or ever, actually. So what is diabetes? How does it work? It all starts with food. The carbohydrates, also known as carbs or starch, that you eat get broken down into glucose, which is a type of sugar. This glucose is absorbed into the bloodstream. It's known as blood glucose or blood sugar. In people without diabetes, the pancreas magically releases exactly the right amount of the hormone insulin, and that allows the glucose to pass from your bloodstream into your cells and make energy for your body. The insulin helps to regulate your blood glucose levels, and it kind of empowers your body to use the energy from the food you've eaten. In people with diabetes, things aren't quite so smooth or magical. The body either doesn't produce enough insulin or it's not able to use its insulin properly. So that glucose from your food doesn't pass from your blood to your cells without help from insulin. As a result, the glucose sits in your blood and causes your blood glucose levels to rise. Over time, as we know, high blood sugar can damage the kidneys, the eyes, the nerves and the heart. But don't go down that road. The good news is that with the right treatment plan, you can manage your condition. No problem. For type 1 diabetics, that treatment will be insulin. So it's usually short-acting insulin at mealtimes and long-acting once a day. Or you could be on an insulin pump, which gives you microdoses of insulin throughout the day. For type 2 diabetics, your doctor could prescribe just changes to your diet and lifestyle, or tablets, usually metformin, or you could be put on insulin. Whatever your body needs is the right treatment for you. This is really important to recognize because there are some people who will tell you that insulin is bad for you or too much insulin means that you're failing at diabetes. That is not true. You take what you need to take to manage your blood sugar. To figure out how much insulin you need to take, you'll be given a glucometer or a blood testing meter. Same thing, different words. Depending how many strips you have, you could be testing once a day for those with type 2 or 5 to 7 times a day for those with type 1. The goal is to figure out if you're doing your calculations right. So ideally, you want your blood sugar to be in the normal range before you eat and then return to that normal range two hours later when your insulin has reached its peak. We have a whole episode about normal blood sugar, but basically we're aiming for around four to seven as the magic zone, with up to 10 being totally fine. Below four is low and above 10 is high. Try to think of testing your blood sugar as gathering data, finding out more and more about how different food and different insulin doses affect your blood sugar. There's no judgment here. It's all about figuring out what works for you. What can make things a lot easier if it's an option for you is a CGM or a flash glucose monitor. I use the Freestyle Libre, which is kind of the entry level for continuous glucose monitoring, and it is amazing. You put this little disc, it's about the size of a five rand coin, into the back of your arm once every two weeks, and it measures your blood sugar 24 hours a day. Honestly, it's a total game changer. What happens when you put it in is there's this little filament that gets inserted under your skin and that measures the interstitial fluid, not the blood. And then every time you scan it, it tells you what your blood sugar is in that moment and if it's going high or low or staying stable. So it lets you catch highs and lows before they happen and it also gives you all these graphs and trends and patterns so you can see what's working and what isn't. If you're on Discovery, they now offer a CGM benefit which means you can get two Freestyle Libre sensors a month and there's just a small copay. Okay, so that's diabetes. 
A quick note on type one and type two, if you're not sure of the difference. People are going to be asking you this all the time, so it's helpful to have a standard one-line response. Type 1 diabetes affects 10% of people. It's often diagnosed in younger people. There's a sudden dramatic diagnosis and you have to go into insulin straight away. It used to be called juvenile diabetes. Type 2 is mistakenly called a lifestyle disease because it can be triggered by eating the wrong kind of food and carrying extra weight and not doing enough exercise. But it's actually a hereditary condition that's triggered by these things. Nobody gives themselves type 2 diabetes. That might not seem like a big differentiation, but it's so important to recognize this because we don't want to get into a blame game. If you're living with diabetes, you are empowered to live a healthy life if you make the right choices, whether you have type 1 or type 2. So what are those choices? Beautiful. That's step two how to manage diabetes. If you've listened to other episodes of this podcast, you get five points for guessing what I'm about to say. Did you guess teal? Then you guessed right. Teal is the simple way to remember how to manage your diabetes. T is for take your medication. E is for eat healthy food. E is for exercise a little each day. And L is for lose weight if you need to. That is literally all you have to do to manage your diabetes. And yes, I realize that each of those is actually made up of a lot of small decisions, but I promise it gets simpler. To start with, one quick tip for each. Ready? Take your medication. If you take metformin, take it at dinner so that you don't get diarrhea as a side effect. Nobody wants that. If you're on insulin, remember to rotate your injection sites. Inject into a new spot every time so that you don't build up lumps and bumps under the skin. That's known as lipohypertrophy, but it was many years till I learned that name, so don't worry about it. Eat healthy food. Try to eat half a plate of green leafy vegetables for lunch and dinner. That's it. Exercise a little each day. 30 minutes of walking every day. That's it. And lose weight if you need to. Remember that small habits make a big difference. So that means if you're already eating the leafy vegetables and you're doing the half hour walk every day, all you have to do is add in eight glasses of water a day and you'll be on the right track. No fizzy drinks or juice, sorry, just water. And tea and coffee, obviously. I couldn't live without tea. So that's teal. What do you think? Manageable? We do a deep dive into each of these letters in the next few episodes of the podcast, so don't worry if you're hungry for more. We are going to give you all the information you need. For now, we're just trying to keep things simple. So we've got step one covered, understanding what diabetes is. Step two, figuring out how to manage it. And now it's step three, knowing who to ask for help. The first thing I want to say is, please ask others for help. When I was diagnosed, I remember feeling like I was the only person who had ever had to go through this experience. I've since found out that there are literally millions of us in South Africa, and we all have the same questions and the same frustrations and the same experiences every day. That's why we started Speak Life, actually, to form an online community of people who speak the same language and can offer advice and support and a space to vent if you need to. If you'd like to join us, please take a look at sweetlife.org.za and be sure to join our Facebook community, Diabetic South Africans. We're not medical specialists, though, and it is really important to have a good diabetes doctor to discuss your medication with. If there's an endocrinologist in your area, that's first prize because they know everything there is to know about diabetes. 
Otherwise, there are lots of doctors who have a special interest in diabetes. We actually compiled a list of the best diabetes specialists in South Africa as voted by our community. You can take a look at it in the show notes. And finally, if you have questions that you can't find answers to, please ask us. That's what we're here for. You are not alone and you are going to get through this. I am 100% certain of that. Coming up next on the podcast, we are talking about diabetes and depression. It's way more common than you might think. And then we're deep diving into the best ever medication, diet, exercise, and weight loss tips. Please subscribe to our podcast if you feel so inclined. And if you feel like rating or reviewing us, that would be just lovely. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today and for making your diabetes a priority. I want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. We have some super helpful episodes coming up. And of course, join us on Facebook, Diabetic South Africans. Big thanks to Abbott Freestyle Libra for sponsoring this series of the Diabetic South Africans podcast. If you're on Discovery Medical Aid, you can now get the Freestyle Libra as part of their new CGM benefit. It's amazing. It's a total game changer. There's a small copay depending what tier you're on, but it means that you can see what your blood sugar is doing 24 hours a day. I love it. You can find out how to claim the CGM benefit on our website, sweetlife.org.za. Diabetic South Africans is the podcast of Sweet Life Diabetes Community. We are South Africa's largest online diabetes community, a space to connect with other people living with diabetes, share tips, and offer advice. Our website is sweetlife.org.za and it has all the diabetes info you need all in one place. We offer expert advice that's easy to understand for diabetic South Africans. Whether you're looking for tips to manage your diabetes better, meal plans and diabetic friendly recipes, exercise suggestions or how to lose weight with diabetes, we have an expert answer for you. We also have free ebooks to download, a diabetes cookbook, a diabetes guidebook and a diabetes food guide. Most importantly, we have a community of diabetics who understand what it's like to live with diabetes every day. We're all in this together.